Whether you are halishing for halas or wanting to bry or fine dine, this is Essen Fresen with Adrian Bagati. It's all about the food. Good morning and welcome to the Essen Fresen show. I'm Adrian Bugatti calling you from Zambia and on with me today is Sharon Lurie and Lauren Bulkin. And we're talking about summer foods, bras, salads, all sorts of stuff. So hi guys, thanks for joining me today. Hello. I mean, we've just had a heat wave. So everybody is thinking summer, even though it's kind of spring still. Bras, people who don't bra throughout the year have started up their bras again. Whether you do gas or wood, that's up to you. Me, I am old school. I don't know about you guys. I prefer my wood and coal. Sharon? Unless I'm in a hurry. Sometimes and then I just like, strike up the gas and that's it. But of course, it's a rugby season as well. Mm, so we've got to absolutely. get into the bra mood. It's all sports. <laughs> rugby, like I'm not mad about rugby. I like cricket. But Lauren, what's your bra? Briskets, I've smoked. Top rope, I've smoked. <laughs> Completely obsessed. Oh, that is, oh, I'm jealous. I, I, it's kind of on my wish list, the, the, a smoker. But what I have done is made like a little, like taken a metal, like cookie cutter type thing, put in some wood chips and then put another dish on top of it to smoke, like on a stand in another pot. So it's like double, almost like you would do a double boiler, but this one is a smoker to do it in my kitchen to get that smoke. And you get the same works as well. It really does. On your list? On my list. Smoker? You're saying, what would I take to a bra? What salads would I use that have the bra? What accompaniments to the bra? Yeah, like what are your must-have things at a bra? Like what is it? So the other day we were talking talking to my aunt and she was saying, well, why can't we just do like the Americans and put a burger and hot dog on the bra? And I'm like, you don't cook burgers and hot dogs on bras. She goes, but why not? <laughs> Try and explain yeah. that to people. <laughs> you know what I like to do with little sausages? You know, they have mm-hmm. men stand around the bra and yeah. they chill and they pick at the bravoose and they burn <laughs> their fingers and what happens? You know, whatever. So what I like to do is I cut up a few little pieces of burrow force and I put a bra relish there. I love the I think it's called the Miami the tin it comes in a tin, Miami Miami bra relish. Mm-hmm. And they put a couple of toothpicks out or a couple of little mini uh, society sticks and they can have fun with that. I also like to take take some polony, slice it up into one centimeter sort of rings, chunks, mm-hmm. put that on the bra and let them nosh on that. So that's the eon little cocktails. At least they're not like getting rewarded for brine for us. Not my kind of thing. Okay, we're going to come back in a moment with some marinades, some salad ideas, and some must-have things for everybody's bra. Whether you are halishing for halas or wanting to bry or fine dine, this is Essen Fresen with Adrian Bugatti. It's all about the food. We're talking today, it's Adrian Bugatti here, Sharon Lurie, and Lauren Bulkin, and we're talking about must-have things at a bry, things that we think has to be there, and some salad ideas and marinades that just pick that bry up a little bit. Sharon's already told us how she spoils everybody who's brying. I'm not quite so generous, sorry. But then again, I also have my son and my husband who quite happily will eat the bourgeois before it makes it to the bry. So not too bad. Okay, Sharon, 
marinade. Or no, let's start actually forget marinade. What meat do you think has to be on a bra? Like a Sunday bra. Definitely borovos. Mm-hmm. Definitely beef kebabs. I know my husband loves beef kebabs in in a marinade. You can get them marinated at, marinated at the at your butchery. Chops. I mean, everybody likes something different. Yeah, you know, it's also very nice. Little rubikis. I love them. The marinated those, those ribs. Ones. Yes, marinated. The ones with the lots of fingers. Yeah, <laughs> the fat <laughs> off. That's yeah. the best. What else? I, nothing like a wonderful scotch fillet. That's not something I would ever do on a bra, I have to admit. Really? Oh, no, mm. it's lovely hot, but it's got to be really hot. So you've got to do that first, which makes it, which can be a bit difficult because then the rest of the stuff isn't ready at the same time. So must have definitely the chicken wings, definitely. You know, you know if there are kids there, then the kids love hamburger patties. Nothing wrong with a ham, good old hamburger patty. Can't imagine brying my hamburger patty. You know, it just, oh, I don't know, maybe it's just me. It's easy to do. You just put a little bit of oil on each side and just mm-hmm. put a little bit of oil on your grid and, uh, there you go. Bry your beautiful no. burgers. Do you make, don't you make uh, homemade burgers? I do, but I never bry them. I usually like put oh, them under the grill mess. in my oven or I've got the cast iron pan. And I cook them in that. I always make my own burgers. I I must admit, I don't like... I've found, okay, one butchery whose burger patties are really... Their fat content is just amazing. And I love using them. But for the rest, I tend to make my own burgers. And I actually add fat in them. And I add spices and flavoring. Because I find the the pre-made burger patties just tasteless. But maybe that's just me. Because other people seem to love them. See, now I actually stopped even mixing stuff into my burgers. Yes. I pretty much a 70-30 mix of my meat. Yes. I take my burgers and then I just shape them into little cones and then I put them onto my skillet pan, smash them down, and then do a beautiful sauce to go with them. That's I good. used to add salt and pepper and a whole lot of things to my burgers and I've stopped doing that. And it's oh, wonderful. Really? Uh, yes. no, I, I still do my fresh herbs and stuff into the burgers. And, and I did once for Purim, I got some vegan cheese and I folded the pieces. You can buy them like in these slices and I folded it in so it was a small square and I stuck it in the burger and then I closed my patty. And when you cut in the fake cheese, I don't know what you would call it, it just melted. It was like soft and stringy. So it was, you know, a, a, fa- a fun Purim thing. But like I said, I've never done my burgers on the oven. So it tastes more nutty than anything else. So if you've got a good flavored burger, it'll go really, really nicely. Because most of the cheese, depending on which one you buy, but for the majority of the cheese, it's made from cashew nuts. So, okay. you know, yeah. Sharon's said that she yeah. has to have burgers, chicken wings. Uh, she likes scotch fillet on the bra. What are your things that you absolutely say have to be on a bra? I love to do things with a bra that will take me through to the next day lunch. So I will cook chicken and then use the chicken to make the chicken salad the next day. Or I'll cook steaks and have the steak salad the next day. I seem to downplay my cooking towards summer. So I make it much more simple. We'll often just cook the dinner on the on the bra outside and then just make a beautiful salad to go with it, some fresh vegetables at the end. It is much simpler, and the truth is with load shedding and summer being making the days longer, we actually can cook outside on the bra. Um, Exactly. It's perfect weather for it. 
but other so you say you do your steak and then but what other like is there do you have to have burravos or is it not a braai what did Sharon you said chicken wings also I mean nobody in my house eats them on in a braai that kind of thing what are the things that have to be included if you just do nothing else but that piece of meat what do you mean vegetables or salads or no no like what, the meat the side like you have to have you a burravos or it's not a braai I often do beautiful pieces of butternut that I'll mm-hmm. put some olive oil on and just roast mm-hmm. them on the bra. Beautiful, huge, big mushrooms with fresh herbs yes. and olive oil and lemon oh, juice. Yes. I don't think I can see these awesome. big chunks of meat anymore. Yeah. yeah. I'm moving away from that and towards more fresh foods. I have to admit, look, I am still a big eater. So for us, it'll be ribs, it'll be a steak. Or oh, ribs. Ribs on the bra. I mean, really. Awesome. Ribs on the bra. Really. Like, that to me, to me, a bra isn't a bra without a piece of steak. So I like, you know, that, that's my, like, thing for a bra. You've got to have steaks and chicken. Absolutely got to have chicken at a bra. I could live without the burravos, but my family like it. So we always have that. I haven't made ribs on the bra, those little mini ribikis, whatever they, you know, those thin ones. I haven't made those in a long time, but I like the big, nice big chunks of ribs, those big rack sort of thing. I love those on a bra, especially if you've marinated them before and like par cooked them. That just is amazing. Um, for me, I mean, I love the idea that you've got, Lauren, of making and then using it for a salad the next day. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. I don't usually have leftovers. <laughs> I always make with the intention of having leftovers, and then I'll go to the fridge the next morning expecting there to be leftovers. And during the night, I'm eating them. Or they, or they can go on school lunches. You know, I find that also really helpful. I'll cook the extra piece of chicken and then chop it up and put it with some couscous for school lunches, and that's, that's a huge help for me. Mm. And I think the other nice yeah. thing about rice is to have the marinades ready or to have the food marinated ready in the fridge, and you don't have to make it that day or the next day, and it's done. It just saves you doing a meal. That's all yes. ready to go. No, absolutely. And I like it. So we're going to talk about marinades in a moment because we all have our own special marinade. And then I think we'll look at salads that we like to serve at Bryce as well. I think that might be a good idea because I'm sure Shah's got some beautiful ones. I know yours were amazing. Uh, Sharon was show, told me about them, so I went to have a look. Um, and I saw the recipes, so they look really, really incredible. Um, you are listening to Sharon Lurie. Lauren Balkin and Adrian Bugatti and we're talking summer bras. Whether you are halishing for halas or wanting to bry or fine dine, this is Essen Fressen with Adrian Bugatti. It's all about the food. You're listening to the Essen Fressen show with Adrian Bugatti, Sharon Lurie and Lauren Balkin. And we're talking bras. So let's get into the meat of it, the marinades. Um, I'm going to start with like... This is the simplest marinade. I'm sure I've changed it over the years. I learned it from my mother, but there were never any measurements for the marinade. That was one thing. So I have no idea. I've just sort of adapted it as I've gone along. But I find it it's the easiest one, and it's perfect 
Like chicken takes a long time on a brine. So if you can parboil the chicken, this is the perfect marinade for me anyway. And it is equal parts oil and vinegar. I use ordinary vegetable oil, but if you want a slightly more peppery taste to your marinade, then obviously um, olive oil works. And I'd say it's about a quarter cup of each. Obviously, depending on how much you're putting in, like how much meat. But I found that it, this makes enough for two chickens that you can boil up on the stove, par cook it at least, and then or just leave it in its marinade. So it's a quarter cup each of oil and vinegar, a quarter cup of sugar. So yes, people, I still use sugar and salt and pepper, about a tablespoon if you're using dried herbs, a tablespoon of mixed herbs. If you're using fresh, then I would say a tablespoon of each of your fresh herbs. So for me, it would be parsley, rosemary, thyme. Those are my best herbs to use. And occasionally I'll put coriander in, but not often. And then I use about a cup of Tomato sauce, just plain old tomato sauce. I try to use one with the lower sugar because I'm actually using sugar in my recipe. And then if I find it too tangy, I'll kind of adjust it with the sugar or the malt. Sometimes when I'm feeling a bit more healthy, I'll use honey instead of sugar. But that's my marinade. Mix it up. It stays in the fridge. It can go for up to three weeks in your fridge. But once you've used it for your chicken, it's just, it makes that chicken, it just gives it that nice taste. And the sugar and the tomato sauce kind of help you get that sticky, crisp skin on your chicken if you keep your chicken skins on. So that's my quick, quick marinade. Lauren, your quick marinade or your favorite marinade? It depends what I make. I don't like bottled marinade so much because I'm not bad about the nervatives. I kind of like the more yeah. fresh taste. Yeah. I love my barbecue, I mean my bar, yeah, my barbecue sauces. I like mm. to do it on ribs. I like to do it on chicken. When it comes to steak, I'm much happier with fresh lemon juice, olive oil, fresh herbs, salt, maybe a little bit of herb amari, garlic and soya yeah. sauce. I like mm. that tang that soya actually gives the steak. But this is my chicken marinade. And I can mm-hmm. use it on the ribs as well, and it works beautifully. Mm-hmm. It is a half a cup of brown sugar. See, I use sugar too. Half <laughs> a cup of vinegar. It's actually half of everything. So it's half a cup okay. of brown sugar, half a cup of vinegar, half a cup of tomato sauce, clove of garlic, half a cup of soya sauce, a teaspoon of Tabasco, a tablespoon Ooh. of Worcester, one onion, paprika, salt, and pepper. And all you do is you just cook the onion and garlic until it's soft. I like to cook it for a long time on a low heat until it's translucent. Add the rest of the ingredients, cook for 15 minutes, and you've got your beautiful barbecue marinade that you can use mm. on your ribs. and on. I like the Tabasco added to it. That, that sounds and, delicious. So that's my chicken, my rib mm. marinade. And then yeah. if I were to do my steak, then I'd really just take fresh lemon juice, olive oil, and whatever herbs I want to add, some spring onions, some fresh parsley from the garden. And that's really beautiful. It's good enough. It gives it lovely flavor. It sounds delish. I like the fresh herbs from the garden. I'm finally getting a chance to experience that. I told Sharon last week, my son has got this green thumb, and we're suddenly growing parsley, and I've got coriander, Picked our first strawberries from the garden. They were outstanding. Um, so we're also getting beautiful herbs that are growing. I'm trying to find bay leaf. 
Can't find it I've anywhere. I've got a bailey suite. I've got oh, the most got the beautiful bailey suite. And you're always welcome to come and take it. It's actually become quite big. Um, oh, I've had it for many years. But it's right, literally a bailey suite. I've planted and it's grown and now I've got hundreds of baileys. I've also planted a curry leaf tree. I made Ooh. a fish curry for some night and I've got these beautiful curry leaves that I found at Hoyer's Nursery. And it's grown so beautifully and it's so exciting to go into the garden press and pick my herbs yes. and my plants. Yeah. So we're going shopping at Lauren. Okay, I'll meet you in her garden. <laughs> okay, so what's your marinade? Okay, so now hmm. we've got to be distinguished between marinating and basting sauces. Yes. Okay, so now I thought we were talking about steaks on the broth. Yes. So our little trick that I learned many years ago was tenderized steaks. Mm-hmm. What, you, what you can do is take some pawpaw, papaya, okay? Yeah. Liqu- take one, you know, a smallish one, liquidize it, take the pips out, peel it, take the pips out, liquidize it, and yeah. mix that with about a cup of water, and not water, sorry, a cup of oil. Oh, okay. Okay, and a cup of oil. And you pour that over your steaks, but there's a, there's a, there's a little bit of a problem here because you don't know how long to leave it because some steaks are, a, are an inch thick. Oh, I'm telling my age here. Some steaks are <laughs> 2.5 centimeters thick. Some steaks are not so thick, but I left, used to leave my steaks in there for about an hour or two. Now, if you leave it too long, like you forget and you run to the shops and you've forgotten about, you can come back and it's be a bit like chopped liver. <laughs> so you've got to be very careful when tenderizing your steaks with the, with the, um, the pork pork. Yeah. Okay. I yeah, mean, you can use pineapple as well as a tenderizer. These, these are natural tenderizers. Yeah. But then, as I say, you've got to be careful that don't leave it too long. Because it goes mm. mushy. Okay. Now, one of my favorite, now we're talking about steaks because you've given nice chicken ones. One mm. of my favorites is a simple one. It's half a cup of black coffee, okay. which is basically one teaspoon of strong coffee powder in half a cup of hot water, half a cup of tomato sauce uh, for mm. the overseas people mm. that are listening to us. That's ketchup, a quarter of a cup of Worcester sauce, a quarter mm-hmm. of a cup of brown sugar, or we all use sugar. Um, but you know what? Sugar is important because it caramelizes and it makes us think delicious. One tablespoon of ginger syrup, one teaspoon of freshly crushed garlic, a teaspoon of mustard powder, and half a cup to three quarters of a cup. You'll see if you want it a little bit thicker of hot, will you, I use hot chutney. You can use mild chutney if you want to. Mm. And a teaspoon of hot chili sauce. For those who don't like chili sauce, leave out the chili sauce. You you know which chili sauce your family like, but if you don't want to, you don't have to add. And then you just combine all the ingredients and you dip the steaks into the basting sauce and you brush them. You brush the sauce and you can, now this is after you have um put them in for an hour into the pawpaw. You've got to yeah. take them out of the pawpaw juice and you've got to wash them off. And then you put this basting sauce on. But remember, please don't put this basting, don't uh, put this basting sauce onto your steak once it's cooked. Yeah. You're asking for, you're asking for problems because you just can't, can't do that. Can't take a marinade that's been marinating or basting sauce that has been marinating or basting a raw piece of steak. And then once it's cooked, put it on the steak again. 
Yeah, no, absolutely not. That is a health hazard. Make the spicy sauce all the time. It's delicious. Where do you find ginger syrup? You can find it. A lot of people have been asking me where I get ginger syrup. You, you actually, sometimes it's with the, in the jam section. Sometimes it's in the baking section. But if you don't, if you can't find it, it's so easy to make. Mm. Grate some fresh ginger, add a cup of sugar, add some water to it, and just bring it to the boil until it's, you know, thickens up a little bit. And and then just add about two tablespoons of boiling water after it's thickened up, and just put it in a jar. And there's your there's your ginger syrup. It's a lot cheaper too. You can actually even slice up pieces of ginger. Add a cup of sugar. Add a cup of water or two cups of water, and just boil it up. That's okay. it. That's amazing. I remember taking ginger. ginger in the jar and using that syrup, and that seemed to work because I looked all over for ginger syrup. But it's very clever to make your own. I think that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, I, I keep it in my. I keep ginger syrup in my fridge. I use it for a lot of things, and ginger syrup is lovely for Chinese, for Thai, for that kind of food as well. Stir fries with the ginger syrup, and there's instead of just raw ginger. Yeah. So I, I must admit, you guys with your marinades and your Things are, are very much more organized than I am, requiring things to cook and things to sit for a while before you start cooking. Yeah, I'm a very last-minute kind of person. Uh, so I often, like, at the last second, of, like, digging in the freezer to see what there is or sending someone to the shops to get stuff. So that, that's, the, you know, for me, that's, a, a, like, a big thing is the quicker the better. I do prefer the fresh made ones, um, definitely the marinades and stuff. I'm going to try that purple one. I have ne- I've never heard of it. I know my mom read somewhere she used this coarse salt that you're supposed to use, I don't know how much for, you know, and then you, you put your meat in that to tenderize it, like in this coarse salt, and then you rinse off the salt. I just find that kosher meat is so salty already. Soaking it, like tenderizing exactly. it, salt, just not for me. And the truth is yeah. that I don't know. My kids were at a bra the other day, and one of the things they were saying is that everybody got their steaks well done. <laughs> and and uh-huh. they were quite disappointed. <laughs> um, but I do know, like, where, I don't know where I was. I was reading something a while ago, and, and it was like a, a kosher instruction manual. And the person who created it isn't Jewish. And they'd said that because Jews aren't allowed to have blood, you can't serve a rare steak. And I was like, no, he's making people ruin the meat. And it was just so funny yeah. to hear it. I mean, and the whole point of us marinating is specifically, you know, the marinades just tenderize the meat all of, for all of it. But I'm also listening. You guys are using brown sugar. That's, uh, that's already a healthier option than my white sugar that I use. Um, not all that uh, much healthier. <laughs> no, it's not. We but have to need ourselves. <laughs> you haven't asked us about brown sugar. Instead of sugar, you can also use molasses. Yeah, you can. But not as um, much. I, I mean, like molasses it, is a little bitter sometimes. But you use less. I mean, if it calls yeah. for half a cup of sugar, you use uh, like two, three tablespoons of, of of molasses. Or you can use that lovely Lyle's treacle sugar. That's a, the dark sugar. Oh, What's yes, lovely? the, the mascavado. It's thick. Yeah. Um, no, it's actually thick in a tin. Oh, is it? 
Mm. I haven't tried. My brother-in-law brought back from Canada, brought us gifts from Canada, and I keep looking at it and I still haven't tried it. He's got the maple sugar and we got um maple syrup, real maple syrup from Canada. Wow, that's amazing. Beautiful. But he bought these big gallon jugs. So it's not this little 500 ml thing. It's a nice, good size, you know, jar of 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 maple syrup which I, I do want to try use one of these days in something other than dessert and pancakes so that, use that's sparingly. <laughs> it's expensive so, yeah no it is it is and, and it sounds oh it all sounds so amazingly dis- delicious and you know what i can't wait to give some of these recipes a try you know just for a change up from my Tomato base, you know, tomato sauce, ketchup, uh, vinegar, my old fashioned 1960s marinade. That works just really well. The truth is that anything with the tomato sauce, it, you can use it if you're not marinating with it, then it can be used as a basting sauce. You just need to once again, you know, make sure that it's all cooked off properly and that you're not cross contaminating, especially when you're using chicken. Uh, and then using mm-hmm. that sauce over other stuff because the raw chicken is quite a, uh, can be quite a, a germ carrier as well or in bacteria carrier. So we're going to. You know, with acids, sorry, I'm interrupting you. No, that's I, fine. I yeah. like to have my marinade and then I decant a little bit into a tiny bowl and yes. I baste this. I go back into the kitchen, wash my brush, which I like to use the rubber brush that's washed yes. and then I add a little bit more so that way I'm not contaminating anything. Yeah, that's no, that, that's a nice idea. Yeah, to just have it on the side. Exactly. Have a exactly. little extra. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I, you know, that's why my, I think that's why my kitchen always looks like it does when I'm cooking is 800 million bowls because, you know, got to be careful not to mix this one and that one. And I do remember watching a British show on hygiene or something, but it was a vegetarian living in a house with non-vegetarians and they, did this ultraviolet dye on the meat and they showed that even though the people were washing their hands, that dye actually landed up on the taps, on the fridge, on the kitchen counters, on everything, even the stuff they'd washed. So that was quite interesting. And I must admit, my kids will tell you, I'm a little bit of a a germaphobe, mostly with touching hands. But in my kitchen also, there'll be a come a point where it's like, okay, it's already reached too many levels, time to clean up. And that's, I think, why I like brying is because it's outside. It's not in my kitchen. The splattering is somewhere else. Um, and it makes life a whole lot easier. <laughs> it does. Literally, it does. And it's the beat on the bra and you're done. just gives you more time to enjoy it outside and more time to relax. Enjoy the summer. Yeah. And yeah. don't and forget I, the garlic feed. Oh, <laughs> absolutely. 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 <laughs> and one bra. of the tricks I learned from oh, a chef was to spray my bra grid with um like a, a oil spray, the spray and cook thing. And then your meat, first of all, doesn't stick and cleaning it is mm-hmm. easier as well. <laughs> that was no, like much the trick they learned. <laughs> Very good one. And I think this nice new olive oil spray. Yeah. It's a nice new kosher olive oil spray and that should do the trick quite nicely. Whether you are halishing for halas or wanting to bry or fine dine, this is Essen Fresen with Adrian Bagatti. It's all about the food. This is the Essen Fresen show and you are listening to Adrian Bagatti, Sharon Lurie and Lauren Bulkin. And we're about to talk salads that you have to have at a bra. And Lauren has some amazing salads that we've seen. And so Lauren, tell us your salad. 
So for me, a salad is all about color and the salad being alive. I think that if you go to a fridge and you take some that lettuce that looks half dead, the salad's never going to be nice. It has yeah. to be crunchy, crisp, and puffy. And you can present a salad any which way you want. You can pile it on a beautiful platter, or you can do a board with all the different components of the salad out on the board, and everybody else, everybody can choose what they want to put in their salad. I remembered you saying, I think it was last week, you were talking about boards mm. and how to mm-hmm. give everybody the option to put what they want in their salad. I know my daughter's particularly picky, and for her that works really well. So yeah. when I wrote the Jewish Report article, I was focusing a bit on these instant gnocchis, which everybody mm. in my family loves. Oh, okay. So I'm not going to take one that I did in the Jewish Report because that's there and everybody can go and find it. But what I do like to do is I like to do a gnocchi with asparagus and edamame beans mm. and sugar snack peas and whatever else is green, maybe some green beans. So what I do is I go to Fresh Fellows or wherever else you find the yeah. ready gnocchi. You can boil them. All you do is you take a big pot of water, when the, drop the gnocchis in. When they come to the top, you take them out with a slotted spoon and put them on some paper towel to drain. And then you just fry them in a little bit of oil. And that you can do in the morning, and it's perfectly fine in the evening. I've even done it the day before, and it's absolutely perfect. And those you can add to anything. Um, And it just gives the salad a little bit of an edge, and I think it makes it more exciting. I like to add carbohydrates to my salad, it figures. But anyway, (laughs) so the one I'm going to do is 500 grams of gnocchi, a bunch of asparagus, 150 mm-hmm. grams of edamame beans. Are they back in the shops? I think they are. When last I looked, yes. they were there. Yeah, a tablespoon is. of chopped spring onion. And then all I do is I make a dressing with fresh lemon juice, olive oil, and salt. Most of my salads are a variation of the lemon juice, olive oil, and salt. I might add a chili. I might add a bit of honey. I keep my dressings really simple. So I'm going to cook the gnocchi. They're all ready. And then I'm going to add to my pan. The frozen edamame beans with a little bit of salt Mm -hmm. for two or three minutes until the beans are soft. Then I'm going to add in the asparagus and cook those two until they just soften a little bit. And then I'm going to toss everything together, put it onto a beautiful platter and just sprinkle on some fresh chives. And as I said, you can add your sugar snap peas, which you cut into strips. You can add some green beans if you want to do that. I've taken to fennel, so I'm adding fennel to everything. But obviously, not everybody likes the taste of fennel, so that's pretty much optional. And there's your beautiful salad. That sounds like amazing. Uh, Look, anything that you stick, you know, edamame beans, um, the first time I had them, I wasn't quite sure, but I've kind of grown to really like them. Shot your salads? What have we got? Granny Smith broccoli salad. Mm. Okay, so we take the broccoli stems. You can use the tender stems from uh, Woolies and just chop off their heads. But everything's beheaded in my household because I couldn't <laughs> be bothered to go and check the head. <laughs> Asparagus <laughs> beheaded. <laughs> anyway, broccoli stems chop, and then I just uh, uh, boil them, bring them to the boil for about like a minute, and then I shock them in ice cold water. They obviously, um, the broccoli stems are chopped in about one centimeter mm-hmm. in width. And then I use a granny, take granny smith apple, chop that as well, leave the skin on. It's just nice coloring. Uh, you can take the skin off if you want to. And then, uh, a large red chopped onion, dress it with Bobashar salad dressing 
and throw over some cashew nuts, which you can actually toast in uh, on a, a dry fry them or toast them in the mm-hmm. oven. Now, you can, as I always say, as Lauren just said, you can add what you want to to a salad. Whatever you have a mouthful, you feel like you want to add a bit of avo to that, you can. You want to add um, slap peas to that, you can. But the basic ingredients to the salad is your broccoli, and it just goes so beautifully with the Granny Smith apple. But you can actually, um, if you're going, not going to do it straight away, you can put a little bit of lemon juice on it and voila, there you have a quick, easy salad. And you don't even have to make a dressing. How's that? <laughs> That's, <yeah. laughs> That's always a bonus. No dressing. Yeah, always. Okay, so oh, I took can... a deviation this week to make a salad that I wouldn't normally make. You know, I'm all about budget and everything, but this time I splurged. Okay. I don't know about you guys, but I really love palm hearts. Um, because they're uh-huh. really, really expensive. We were having, there were a lot of people and I wanted just something special, something extra. So mine is a palm heart salad. And basically it was, there were about 12 people. So it was three cans of the palm heart. Um, I think I had, I got two pieces and then one tin where it was the stalks. I had to cut it myself uh, because there wasn't any. But which I think they're the same price. I, I can't remember. They were about the same price. Um, then I used two cups of cherry tomatoes, a small white onion. It did ask – the original recipe that I found asked for a sweet onion, and I can never decide because, to me, the red onion is sharper but most people say that's the salad onion, whereas the white one is supposed to be for cooking and stuff. But I used a white onion, and it tasted just fine. So you could use whichever one you want, red onion or white onion, not a problem. Then I used two avos that I cut into small pieces, nice and ripe, put that in. I chopped up, also into cubes, I cut up a half a cucumber, and then a quarter of a cup of um, flat leaf parsley. You, if you're going to use dry parsley, it does change the flavor a bit because the dried parsley is, is more like texturally on your tongue, you'll feel it more coarsely. So it does change it a bit. Um, but remember to divide it. So if it's like, if it asks for a tablespoon of some, of something fresh, you use a teaspoon. So you just divide it by three. So about a quarter of a cup of chopped parsley. Then I grated a zest of lime. Um, and you've got to also decide on the size of your lime. If you get small ones, which is the only ones I was able to get, use two. But it also depends on the tanginess that you want. And it's about four tablespoons of the, the lime juice. So you're not wasting your lime. You're actually going to use it. Four tablespoons of mayonnaise, two ta- four tablespoons of oil some salt and some pepper and water because you want it to be to be able to drizzle the sauce over your salad. So what I did was I cut up the tomatoes, I sliced the onion as finely as I could. Um, I did think about taking out the mandolin and, and fine slicing on that, but I decided not to. And then your palm hearts, your cucumber, your avo and your parsley and then in a separate bowl, you do your lime juice, your lime zest, your mayonnaise and your water, salt and pepper. Whisk that up so that you get your nice salad dressing. And then you just gently pour it over your salad, toss it and serve it. 
Now, if you're not going to serve it immediately, if you're going to like hold it over, the old trick, we all know the old trick is to put your avo pips into your salad. It's supposed to stop them going um, brown. But what I have learned to do is a little teaspoon of lemon juice in some pl- cold water. When you cut up your your apples or your avo or whatever, you put that into the the lemon water just for a few seconds and it stops it going brown then. So that that's my salad. I went extreme opposite. I went high end. Sounds so delicious. It was. It was yeah. outstanding. It was outstanding. And and for those who want to know what the palm hearts to, you could probably use if you can find them. Canned asparagus would probably work the same way. Um, but I haven't seen canned asparagus in ages. Yeah, they are back in the shops. They're bottled, not canned, but they're in oh, bottles. They're bottled. So you yeah, would cut those also, yeah, into bite-sized pieces then. So so that's I had fresh. Sorry, fresh, uh, fresh. And what about fresh asparagus? Um, you could. I, I would blanch this the asparagus. Yeah. Um, first, yeah, but sure. the thing is that that you know if you don't cut it properly, and people do, I've noticed are very scared because of the cost of the asparagus. Are very scared to take off too much at the end, and you often land up with that chewy stalk but mm-hmm. i do think the the um can like the palm hearts and the candid asparagus or bottled asparagus is that very very soft texture and that sort of adds the the element to the dish where you've got all these fresh ingredients with a crunch to them like your cu- cucumber and your tomato then you've uh-huh. got your soft avo and your mm, sort of soft palm hearts or asparagus uh, I think it would work well with um, asparagus. And another option would be yellow cherry tomatoes or buying those colored ones, you know, the, that variety pack. Yes. To look nice, mm-hmm. Just to give it that, like, brightness. So that that's it. Um, and that's, you know, salads for brine. You're listening to Adrian Bugatti, Sharon Lurie, and Lauren Bulkin on Brine for Summer. Whether you are halishing for halas or wanting to bry or fine dine, this is Essen Fressen with Adrian Bagatti. It's all about the food. Our chat is almost over, so we've each got a minute to give us some beautiful words of advice of things to have in the fridge and a salad quick and easy just to end our bra. So, Lauren, what's your quick trip? Sorry. Uh, yeah. I'm super... I'd say and pedantic. So I like to have things ready. I like to always have a few steaks sitting in my fridge ready, vacuum packed. They can sit vacuum packed for even 10 days in the fridge and they remain absolutely perfect. I love pickling cucumbers and they're always, always ready to take out and a beautiful fresh salad, lettuce, tomato, cucumber, lemon juice, olive oil, and you've got a beautiful brow already in the space of 10 minutes. That sounds good. Sha, your tip. What have you got for Okay, your quick salad? one. You've, you've always got pasta in the cupboard, and yes. um, I always have an Italian dressing in the salad. You can in the cupboard. You can have, get your favourite one. And what I do is I take uh, pasta. I like to use a small small pasta, and I take a bottle of Italian salad dressing, a bottle of the ready-made uh, basil pesto, which you can get at Fresh Fellas or a few other places, Princess Pesto, whatever. A teaspoon of salt, a table, a teaspoon of crushed garlic, blitz it all together, the salad dressing, the pesto, the salt and the garlic, and 
uh, pour that over the pasta. You cook the pasta as instructions on the packet, and you only need 250 grams of the pasta. And then you put some, add some rosy tomatoes. And all I do is I cut the rosy tomatoes in half, and you can either grill them or you can leave them raw. And then mm. sprinkle with a little bit of fresh basil, black pepper, and there you've got a beautiful pasta salad. That sounds good. And so my last salad is for those who eat corn on the cob. So it's, you boil up your millies. Um, you can either buy the little ones that are already cut up from the store or you cut them yourself, depending on how many you need. And then when they are still hot, I put them in a, a Tupperware container or something that's going to be airtight. And I pour over a salad dressing, usually Italian, but sometimes Greek if I would like more garlicky flavor to it. Pour that over and you seal it and it marinades in the salad dressing. It is a huge, huge favorite at Bry's in my house. It's like I almost never have anything left. The more I make, the more they eat it. It's just, you know, everybody loves it. Um, and that one is also thanks to my mother. I don't know where she found it, but I grew up with, you remember the Knorr salad dressing? That's how mm. she used to make it. I That's remember that one. It's the most delicious salad. It's yum. I think yeah. she's forgotten about Nice and easy. And it lot, well, depending on who you, who's in your household, it should last a long time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, um, because of the, the preservatives in the salad dressing. Guys, that was an amazing start to our summer. We're all going to be brying up a storm. And lovely fresh salads to go with it. They don't have to be with a bra, people. You can put your salad in your din- on your dinner table. Um, but a bra is always a good place. And a bra just brings friends and family together, I think. I think it's just a nice, and it's probably one of the only ways to get the kids out or, or away from their phones or their computers and out into the sunshine mm-hmm. while it lasts. So thanks for joining us and listening to the three of us about our salads. Yeah, no, Thank you it's great. Thank no, definitely, you. definitely. I know we could all talk about food forever, but um I can actually, even though that this, this is a recorded show, I've got Craig sitting in my head waving at us with his piece of paper to tell us to stop. So <laughs> thank you, everybody. Um It was okay. great talking to you, and we'll speak thank soon. You. You've been great. listening to Adrian Bugatti, Sharon Lurie, and Lauren Bulkin on the Essence Bredson Show where it's all about the food.